Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. You know, one of the stories this week has been about our health care. We've been watching very carefully what's going to be happening. Is there going to be the super agency in the province of Ontario? And every time politically you try to do something with health care, Canadians go, hey, wait a minute, what exactly are you doing? One of the big issues is how to use money appropriately. And so this story today, which tells us that there are unnecessary lab tests that are costing all of us here in Canada what's being termed billions and never mind billions of dollars they could also be very dangerous potentially to patients across the country joining us is Dr. Christopher Nogler who's head of pathology and laboratory medicine at the University of Calgary doctor thank you for joining us thank you for having me what kind of tests are these so really what we're talking about in this report is the gamut of, of lab tests that are, are being performed. But our major um, concern in this report is the common everyday tests that are performed uh, sometimes without good clinical rationale uh, and are performed in very high volumes in labs across Canada. Okay, can you give us some example of what they are? Well, um, a very well-known one, and, and it has caused controversy in a number of provinces, is, uh, is vitamin D. So this is a, a test that kind of became a darling of, uh, mm-hmm. of uh, talk shows um, mm-hmm. across uh, North America um, about 10 years ago, and is actually a test that's uh, very expensive to do, and in Canadian labs has become, or had become, one of the most common tests that was ordered, but actually has... Uh, in most patients, very low value in terms of of actually um, giving a result that uh, is actionable. And so a number of of provinces have already taken measures to uh, try to uh, either curtail or or uh, rationalize vitamin D testing. So that's just uh, one example, I think, that's very well known in the media. It is, and and what you've said, it also is modern, isn't it? Because uh, people were talking about the effectiveness of vaccinations and where people get that information. And here we have this information out there that's coming from talk shows, some good, some bad, uh, and and the value of of vitamin D. People are taking that information, and it is having an impact on our healthcare system, just having to do the Yes. Exactly. And I can tell you as a, as a physician, I have some mixed feelings about this mm-hmm. because I'm, I'm very cognizant that uh, patients need to have, uh, be empowered to take control of their own health care and uh, patients need to have the autonomy to be able to speak up and say, this, this is uh, what I want done to my body or not done to my body. But where we run into problems is in publicly funded systems, there's a, a finite amount of money that can be used. And we have to look, I think, at how can we uh, use that money for the best value. And sometimes that means um, restricting or 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 uh, doing fewer of tests that are, are low value so we can concentrate limited funds on things that will make a bigger difference in patients' lives. So is this just in Canada? Do you look in other countries too? 
in in the report we're talking um, uh, the Canadian context, but this is widespread throughout Western um, uh, Western democracies, and the situation in the United States is is well documented and and is exactly the same. So it's not a unique Canadian problem, um, but we wanted to look at it from the Canadian context. Now, what kind of tests are being done that could actually be harmful to patients? So this is a, a little bit um, more difficult to um, to point to a specific test, but I'll give you uh, mm-hmm. an example, and if you excuse me, just may take a, a few seconds to explain. When most lab tests are actually um, designed, they're, they're validated on healthy people. And so if we took uh, everyone coming in off the street outside your studio and gave them a lab test, um, by design, 5% of those tests will be abnormal, and that's just a, a consequence of the way lab tests are designed. They're, we take a healthy population, we mm-hmm. take the middle 95%. And so if you're doing large numbers of tests um, without good clinical rationale, you're going to find positives, but there's an excellent chance that those tests will actually be so-called false positives. And that's really where, um, where my concern is around uh, excessive testing or unnecessary testing is we're generating uh, large numbers of false positive results, which then are very difficult for a patient or physician to ignore. Um, most people can relate to a circumstance when they've had a, a test done and it was abnormal and they required more testing and maybe referral, uh, maybe, maybe mm-hmm. other interventions, and it turned out to be nothing. Well, those are the tests that we're really worried about. If a test is done without good clinical rationale, now, there's a good chance that if it's positive, it'll be a false positive. And that's, that's where I think a lot of the harm in overtesting comes in is, is of course, you could look at um, system costs and healthcare costs, but also um, on, a, on a personal level, patients undergo a lot of anxiety when they are given uh, a result that could indicate there's something wrong with it, but you're not kidding. Nothing. You're not kidding. You know, we're talking about tests that are overused. Are there tests that are also underused that aren't taken enough? That could be yeah. causing harm to our health. Absolutely, and in in the report we look at published literature, and there's certainly much more available on on overtesting. But uh, I think it's clear that at least as much undertesting is occurring um, as overtesting, and and a lot of these relate to routine screening tests. Uh, we know. Um, Follow-up tests for things like hemoglobin A1C in patients with diabetes are done at a fraction of the rate they should be. So there's a lot of of under-testing in terms of of screening tests and uh, management for common uh, chronic diseases, so cholesterol, diabetes, things like that. And although there's not good as good metrics on the under-testing side, it's probably at least as much of a problem as the over-testing. How do we fix this? Who is making the decisions? You know, we talked about one of them relating to public information, perhaps even in the media, about vitamin D. Clearly that's coming from patients. Is it, is it always patients driving these? Or, you know, we've also had an eye to who influences doctors and what makes them decide that they want to do tests? Yeah, so it's an excellent, excellent question, Arlene. And we, we've been working and, and organizations like Choosing Wisely Canada have been working with physicians for a number of years to look at how can we improve value of testing. And I think most physicians in Canada are pretty aware of, of the issues and pretty aware of the um, 
uh, priorities with limited uh, healthcare funding and, and stewardship. And really, I think uh, the public is largely unaware of this. And so one of my hopes with this report is that it'll start the discussion in the public domain in terms of, of um, appropriateness of testing and, and, and uh, value for, for money because, it's as, as you said, a lot of these uh, requests are driven by, by patients, mm-hmm. um, driven by, you know, the so-called Dr. Google. The, I've looked this up on the Internet and, and it's taken into a physician. And I think uh, in Canada especially, uh, the, there's been a lack of, of public discourse of the, uh, of the risks of, of uh of over-testing or under-testing, as you, as you had said. And patients have to sit there and ask, you know, I know it's not human, but, you know, I just had a sick cat and she's old. And I was, I was very clear to my vet because I've had a lot of animals. And, and I, I said, I kept saying, what will this test do? What will they tell us this test and how will it change the treatment. So I asked a lot of questions and I got a lot of good answers. But I don't know, maybe I don't ask that. Maybe we all don't ask that when we're patients. We just go, all righty then, where do I go? Well, it's easy to to um, to trust your doctor, mm-hmm. and I think, and that's appropriate. But I also think uh, it's important um, in this age where people are taking more and more control of their own Healthcare and are more uh, there's more autonomy in terms of of what treatment is is offered. That you also ask those difficult questions of your physician: uh, Is this test necessary? What will this tell me? Uh, is this uh, is this likely to change my treatment? And that is a, bit, a really good question. Well, and it also this you know let's face it. Every day we're talking about doing things differently in our healthcare, and it's always you know certainly the public bristles and rightly so. I, you know, but when we talk about, if we take the the popular word right now, efficiencies to be found, I think, I don't know if you'd find anybody who would say, if we're doing unnecessary lab tests and we can save money, let's do it. Yeah, I, I have, I, I know there's, uh, uh, the discussion often turns to this is a way to save money or mm-hmm. this is a way, way to make the system more efficient. And that's, uh, and there may be, there may be some validity in that, Arlene, but I really think that. Um, for me, the discussion isn't about how do we save money, it's how do we look at what resources we have and, and put them to the best possible use. And I think if we look at um, tests that should be done, we probably need to be doing more tests in total. Um, but at least for, for a good proportion of tests that are done, we need to look at uh, are these uh, are the correct tests being done in the correct patients. And so I, I don't think it should be seen, although some would argue um, from uh, an administration point of view that maybe it is a a way to save money, but from a medical point of view, I don't think that's where the discussion needs to go at all. All right. Thank you for talking about this new report from the C.D. Howe Institute. Dr. Dr. Christopher Nogler, who is head of pathology and laboratory medicine at the University of Calgary. Thank you for your time. We really appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Ah, There you go. If you ever suspected... Mm, that is an eye-opener. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.